You are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Thanks. Ah, good morning. Woo. How is everybody? Oh. We're going we're gonna to open with some prayer, okay? <laughs> I'm going to adjust the seat a few times, too. Jesus, thank you. We love you, Jesus. Oh, we just thank you for worship. We just thank you that we get to give our lives at your altar. We thank you that we get to lay our lives at your feet, Father. God, I just thank you for this company of believers, believing believers, who just hear your voice, adjust their hearts, run and obey. God, we just thank you for the privilege that you enter into the room. (laughs) We just thank you that the train of your robe just fills the room. We thank you that your presence is already in the room. We thank you that you're the constant one. We thank you for for you and your voice. We thank you that you're the holy one, the mighty one, the wonderful one. Just put it on your lips right now what you love about the Father. We love you, Father. I love your eyes. I love looking into your eyes of love. We love that you are the hope of the nations, Father. We love that you're the answer. You're the beginning. You're the end. The alpha, the omega. You're our provider. You're our healer. You're our hope. You're the coming king, the prince eternal, the lion, the lamb, the holy one. Put it on your lips. What do you love about him? We love you, Father. We praise you, Father. You're the mighty one, the holy one, the wonderful counselor. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your ever-present presence in our lives. We thank you that when we turn to look, you're there. We thank you that every time we turn our eyes, we see you. We see your, we see your eyes. We feel your presence. We feel your goodness in the room, your holiness, your holiness, your holiness, Jesus. Mm. Yeah, amen, amen. All right. It's good to see everyone today. How is everyone? Yeah, yeah. He's so good. He's so good. He's always good. He just, man, I just love it when he's here. I love him in our presence. Okay, well, I'm coming at you sitting down today. (laughs) It's a little bit of a slower day, so I'm just showing up as I am. I love you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So last week, uh, D- 
Dan closed the worship and he said, the Lord was singing over him this morning. This is last Sunday. It's a new season. And Blake was homesick and came in Monday morning and said, I heard the Lord say, it's a new season. And I just say, thank you, Jesus, that your voice is loud. I <laughs> thank you for the new season. I thank you when you are moving and we get to move with you. <laughs> and um, before I heard any of that, I kept feeling this remembering the word that we got at the beginning of the year about alignment. Who remembers this word? We got it from James Gall via Bill Johnson. Um, James Gall gave a word on Instagram at the beginning of the year, and I was on a call with all the five or six Bethel churches, and Bill looked at me and he said, Lauren, that word is for your church. It's for you and for your church. And when a father in our movement says something like that, it gets my attention. And so I have kept this word in front of me since January, but I want to keep it in front of us even more because I feel this shift of a season that we are supposed to align ourselves with the kingdom of God. And that is this word. So I'm going to read the James Gall word, and then I'm going to invite you into what Bill said. Okay. So Jesus showed me the arrival on earth of a special company of angels that he called angels of speed and mobility. Jesus said to me, Many of my people are seriously delayed in relation to the calendar of heaven for their destiny. These angels have come to confront the principality of delay. The Holy Spirit showed me that this principality of delay is a strong man's spirit that manipulates human events to make delay look normal instead of a spiritual hindrance. These angels of speed and mobility have a measuring line to measure and audit our current level of alignment to the kingdom of God in order to shift us into total alignment with the will of God for our lives. In order to shift us into total alignment with the will of God for our lives. I say yes to that. Any area of my life that is not in alignment with what he says, who he is, and who his kingdom is, is not for me. <laughs> Adjust it, Lord. I just want us to posture our hearts as we listen today and as we go about our week <laughs> that any area in my life that is not lining up with heaven, that is not lining up with his promises, that is not lining up with his truth, adjust it, God. Adjust me, God. We come humbly, Lord. We come so humble and we don't have it all. We don't have the answers. We don't have the solutions, but you do. And let us not be so stuck in our ways that we don't want to move. <laughs> I saw a picture of him just doing a slight chiropractic adjustment. You know, the kind that feel really great after. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. That's what I hope for. But if he wants to adjust us uncomfortably, do it, God. Like, I'd rather be uncomfortable in your ways than comfortable in my own. Like, where do we want to be? <laughs> I mean, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher. <sighs> so, Bill, he said, Lauren, this word is for you and your church. And he started sharing more about it. And he said, 
You need, he said, angels give attention to the word of God. And when we speak and decree what the Lord is saying, they respond. And I love his voice. It is a core value of who we are. We're his people that hear his voice and run and obey. But I want to challenge us that we hear his voice and we put it onto our lips. We've been talking about the power in the decrees, the power in the declared words. And when I say something from the heart of the Father, the angels respond. And Bill said, this word, take this word to heart, the issue of angels of speed and mobility, it's related to your congregation and to your city. And he said, like in Jeremiah 29, pray for the prosperity of Babylon. In her prosperity is your prosperity. And we want to contend for breakthrough in culture and society itself. Our breakthrough is related to our city's breakthrough. Our breakthrough is related to our families, our communities, our neighbors. And so we don't just make decrees and declarations for our own well-being. We're making it to see our city shine, to see our fellow friends, neighbors, coworkers rise and shine. And so I want to challenge us that we are having our ear just so attuned to his voice that when he says something, I think, okay, how can I put that into a decree? How can I, like, partner with what I just heard him say and put it on my lips and start speaking it into the atmosphere? And those angels of speed and mobility, <laughs> they will respond. The Lord responds to the declared word. He's looking for people to partner with him. He could do it all by himself, but he lets us co-labor with him. He's inviting us to be part of it. So... I'm excited. Are you excited? Does that feel good? Does it feel good that the Lord is speaking? I, I just love his voice. I think we can do anything when he's in it with us. I don't want to do anything without him because that's just wasteful of all of our time, all of our energy. And, uh, yeah, so as I'm thinking around, along this alignment, Okay, there's an invitation into alignment. Alignment is simply lining up. Like, can I line up with the truth? Can I line up with the word of God? Can I line up with what the kingdom is, with what the kingdom of God is? Um, and I think it requires a adjustment in our head. <laughs> we have to think higher because his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So I actually have to adjust the way I think. <laughs> and we have to, I have to think higher than the level I'm currently experiencing. So whatever we're currently feeling, our feelings and our emotions cannot dictate what is true. <laughs> if it was, we'd be tossed to and fro like a bunch of waves. Like that is just craziness because my emotions can go 50 different ways in an hour. I mean, <laughs> so we are not led by our emotions. We're led by the word of God. We're led by the truth. We're led by aligning with the kingdom of God. And so there is a battle in our minds. Does anybody else have a battle in their mind? Yep. Okay. Romans 12 tells us this. 
Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. We were actually created to run into battles. <laughs> we were created for this, even when we don't feel like it. <laughs> so this battle in our minds, it brings me to Ephesians 6. And, um, and I, was, I was reading it this week. I was thinking about it a lot this week. But we don't wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers, the authorities, the cosmic powers over this present darkness and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So our warfare is like between my ears. I, so much of my life is happening in my head. <laughs> and he cares more about what's happening in my head than almost anything. He wants me to align my thinking with his so that my behavior follows. He doesn't want me to work on changing my behavior because it says so. He wants me to be changed from the inside out. And so I was, I was meditating on this Ephesians 6 passage on the full armor of God. And I don't think I give it enough credit at all. So I was, I was reading it this week and it's saying to take up the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand firm, stand having fastened on the belt of truth. Okay, so what, what is true? What do we know is true? Yep. What do, where is that? Is that, is that hidden deep in us? <laughs> is it coming out of us when, when we feel the pressure? having put on the breastplate of righteousness and your shoes having them with the gospel of peace, the readiness of the gospel of peace. Peace is like such a high commodity this day and age. And if we are people who are walking in peace, we will tread differently than the rest of the world. We will bring into an atmosphere something that that has not experienced. We are... People of peace, because he's the prince of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. The faith, faith in what he's doing, the faith in who he is, faith in what he says. I put my trust, my faith in him, putting on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions. I want to call us higher to pray in the spirit on all occasions. <laughs> it... I find myself doing it sometimes without thinking, and it's just strengthening my inner man. <laughs> if we feel weak, strength, pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Let Him be words, <laughs> let Him be the words that you need to be praying. So I, uh, I had an interesting week, and uh, I just let you into it because. I have a microphone, and <laughs> I don't really know where else to speak from, so that's more of the answer. Like, I was, you know, I was working on my message. I'm like, well, it's just going to come from right where I am. <laughs> and, uh, and so I have been thinking about this battle in our mind while having my own battle in my mind. And 
I don't, I don't expect us all to have the same battle, but I do believe that many of us in our minds are having a battle and we're invited into it. Like the Lord says, you're created to run into it, not to shy away from it. And so whether it be, you know, is it my kids' health? My, am, I, am I concerned about that? Am I, am I uncertain about finances? Am I, am I praying over the Middle East and just feeling just the, the tension of all the pain that's going on? Like, am I, am I concerned about my future? I don't care what it is, but as I'm talking, just, you know, turn your own story into, like, equate it to mine, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, and so this week I, um, I ran into a ton of people that had my, my, the diagnosis I have, which I, I've been diagnosed with MS for any of those of you who don't know. And I got diagnosed this summer, and, um, and I, um, yeah, oh, I like to say this caveat. I've said it before, and y'all have respected it so well, but I'm going to say it one more time because it's just a new, new faces in the room. Um, when you get diagnosed with something, you, everyone has heart, like, feelings and opinions. <laughs> and uh, and I, the last time I counted, I have 11 doctors, and I'm getting, like, the, the most brilliant minds speaking into all my health and everything. So I would say, please send me your love and your prayers, but not your medical feedback, Okay. It's just so helpful. So I welcome all the prayers and, and all the, the well wishes, <laughs> but not the others. So that's just my caveat because if you're going to be vulnerable at your health, you're opening it up to hundreds of people. And so it's a helpful posture. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for that. Uh, so this week I had my first treatment, and, um, and, and so I was surrounded by more people with the same diagnosis than I've ever been. So I, um, I, I go to the, the MS center on Thursday, and, and I get there, and the reality is people are in all stages of a diagnosis, and it's really hard to look at some of it. You know, like, it's like, wow, there's a lot of wheelchairs. There's a lot of, a lot of hardships in the room. And so pretty immediately, I have to go to the bathroom to give myself some self-talk. <laughs> so I'm in the mirror, and I'm looking at myself, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, self. Uh, <laughs> you are at the best MS center in the country. You Okay, what's the truth, Lord? Okay, the truth is I did not have to fly in from somewhere else and sleep in a hotel room I got to drive and wake up in my own bed and have my mom drive me to some place that's 45 minutes from my house, praise the Lord. I have the best doctors on the planet that are serving me. I'm also in the tension between my miracle and the promise and, and the problem. And I'm just right in the middle, like, this is what we're doing. We're going after the, we're, we're just going down any avenue and still waiting on my miracle. So I'm giving myself this talk in the mirror. <laughs> and, and I'm saying, okay, remember the truth. And, and I, re I reminded myself of, okay, rejoice always. <laughs> Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. 
and we don't have victory over battles we cannot be grateful in. <laughs> we, can, we, we, we don't have any victory until we can find ourselves in gratitude. And so we're practicing gratitude in a mirror, in a bathroom, in the MS center, <laughs> talking to myself, <laughs> strengthening myself in the Lord. You can do this. <laughs> and, and we're just doing it. Okay. So I go back to the treatment, and those people look worse than the first round of people. <laughs> I say it with all kindness and love and respect, so I just, but you have to be there with me. So there's about 15 of us and five doctors, and, and, uh, and it, was, it, was, it was a hard environment because, you know, people are medicated and just look real, real, um, uh, what's the word? Hmm. Yeah, they're just... In, in the thick of their story. And, um, and I, I just had to keep falling back on this dependence. <laughs> like, Jesus, you're, you're in the room. You're in the room with me. And this invitation that our life is invited into dependence. This space between my ears, this battle in my mind... <laughs> is an invitation for the Lord to be victorious. He's inviting me. He's inviting you. We, I, I am not different than anyone in the room. We all have this battle in our mind. Whatever that is, God, will you take care of this? Do you care as much as I do about this? Do you care as much as I do about Israel, do you care as much as I do about my child's safety and health and well-being? Do you care about my future like I do? It's a resounding yes, if we had any question. Do you care as much about my health as I do? Do you care as much about our future? Do you care about our church? Yes, yes, yes. And he's just saying, in the unknown and in the uncertainty, where does our hope and dependence lie? Where does our trust rest? We have, our trust comes from the Lord. <laughs> now, I don't, you know, it's not from the great doctors. It's not from my great financial planning. It's not from our great future planning. It's not from the fact that I can helicopter parent. It's not from that. <laughs> Our trust comes from the Lord. And I, I had this, uh, I had this, this moment with the Lord. Uh, so basically after the treatment, you're pretty much kaput for like days, apparently. You don't know until you get there, but that's, <laughs> you're tired for a couple days. So um, I'm laying in bed on a Friday afternoon and, uh, and I just start feeling the presence of the Lord. Ashley sent me this um, upper room uh, song medley. And uh, I don't know what they're called. <laughs> I'm not a musician, y'all. It was a mix of songs. And, um, and they're singing. I just was like, oh, this is singing over me. Like, he's literally singing over me through this music. And, and there were lines like, my stillness is productive. I'm waiting for a person. I'm waiting in a person. In my weakness, I'm made strong. In my lack, I find you. 
And I started weeping in bed, feeling the presence and nearness of the Father. And I felt him adjusting me. I felt him adjusting how I think. I realized, oh, my norm is not lining up with the kingdom. <laughs> my norm is that busy is productive. That's not the kingdom. We're highly productive from a place of rest. My norm is hurry. Hurry, hurry, hurry. And his is in the stillness. I'm there. I love to be strong. And he says, in your weakness, I am strong. It's such a upside-down kingdom. It's so counter to the stream that we call culture that if we just get in it, we'll float way down it and look back and be like, oh, this is not the kingdom of God. <laughs> it's, so I had this moment laying there in bed like, oh, this, this illness is having me rethink my perspective on what is normal. And what is normal is just absorbed from a culture around me. Hurry, go, be strong, juggle all the things, you know. And, I, and he's like, nope, that's not my way. My ways are higher. My thoughts are higher. In the stillness, you're productive. In the waiting, he is there. In my weakness, he is strong. You know, I'm just, he's singing this over me, and I'm thinking, oh, what an opportunity I'm given right this minute to have an alignment of heart posture that says, Lauren, I think you've been thinking wrong. <laughs> I think your ways are not my ways. <laughs> we think our ways are the right ways until we get a little adjustment, right? And, and I felt the Lord, he's like, hey, you get strength going into the battle. Sometimes we don't feel ready for the battle, and we're like, ah, oh, we don't have it. We don't have it, God. And he's like, no, you get strong by going into the fight. Bill Johnson spoke this message recently, there's food in the fight. And it was, it was when you go into the fight, that prophetic word comes to pass. Your strength comes in going. Your strength comes in responding to the word of the Lord. Your strength comes when you step into him and step into what he's calling you. And so um, there's just an attitude that says, oh, I, I'm in charge of what's going on in my mind. There's a battle in my mind, and I get to let it come into obedience with the kingdom of God. I get to let my mind and my thinking come into obedience with his ways. And, you know, I heard this speaker this, this week, actually. She said, get bossy with your soul. She, she's like a new hero of mine. She said, get bossy. I speak Psalm 42.5. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why the unease within me? Put your hope in God, for I will praise him for the salvation of his presence. Get bossy with your own soul. <laughs> I love that. And... 
And we have this invitation into this kingdom that is not our own. We get to step into his kingdom. The word of the Lord is alignment to the kingdom of God. And it is an upside-down kingdom. <laughs> it is the opposite of much of our society culture. Here's some verses on the kingdom. It'll show us how opposite it is. Um, the last will be first, and the first will be last. Matthew 5. Blessed are the meek. Sorry, the first, last shall be first is Matthew 20. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Meekness, it's not weakness, but exercising God's strength under his control. Whew. Exercising God's strength under his control. I want to be that one. Luke 1, he has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He wants us to be dependent on him. In this, the rich didn't have any need for him. But he wants to fill the hungry. We're those hungry people. We keep preaching on hunger. We are stirring up our hunger. Luke 4, he said, he's come. This is when Jesus, he reads um, Luke Nope, he reads, um, this is in Luke, Luke 4. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, and to set the oppressed free. This is the kingdom we get to come, to come alongside of. I want to be in that kingdom where prisoners are set free from whatever is tormenting them. Luke 6, blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you'll be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you'll laugh. This is his kingdom. Love your enemies. Do good for those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Are we doing this? Pray for those who mistreat you. Okay, let me just let that Lord's conviction enter my heart right now. It's good. If someone slaps you on the cheek, turn them the other. If someone takes your coat, give them your shirt. We can't even let people attack us on Facebook without throwing it back at them. <laughs> That's not his kingdom. Those are not his ways. His ways are higher. His kingdom is an upside-down kingdom. He thinks differently, and I am the one that has to adjust. He's not adjusting. His kingdom's not changing. His kingdom is everlasting. We're waiting for the day that the kingdom of this world becomes the kingdom of our God. And we get to bring heaven to earth. <laughs> we get to bring what he has into now. But he's not changing. So we get to adjust. My heart is like, God, where do I need to adjust? Am I just getting mad at my enemies? Am I just building a case in my head? 
Am I trying to be strong because you need me to be strong? But the meek, they're the ones inheriting the earth. That, that doesn't sound like he wants me to be strong. It sounds like he wants me to use his strength. Ah, he's calling us to dependence because he said, blessed are the hungry. Because they'll, they'll be satisfied. Hmm. And he says in Matthew 16, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. He wants to co-labor with us. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near, Matthew 3. Repentance has been a loud message in this season. I've spoken messages, Dad's spoken messages on forgiveness. Repent is to change the way we think. i got to change. He's not changing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So good. That's great. <laughs> um, so Romans fourteen seventeen says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So this kingdom we've established is different than the world systems. The world systems look like retaliation. <laughs> it looks like climbing a ladder. It, it looks like Fending for myself because no one is going to take care of me. And in his kingdom, he says, your internal change affects your external world. The, the world we live in, um, it's more like change your external. Just work on changing it. And God cares about what's on the inside of us. Like, oh, I care about your heart. And that will... You'll change from your insides out. So this kingdom, it's so beautiful and also so different. It's a kingdom where abundance is measured by what you give away rather than what you keep. You're exalted when you go low. We become filled by being empty. It's a kingdom of radical generosity because of the Father who gave His Son the most generous act we've ever seen. It's a kingdom where we lead by serving. The greatest among you is servant of all. We follow a servant king. We get to be like him and serve. We get to serve because it's who we are. Because we're in him. And it's who he is. And in my serving, I come alive. Any place that I pour my life into in serving, I, I come alive in a different way. I, I, my heart connects. And I want to call us higher. I, I want to call us higher as a body, like to lead in serving. Those who have more are going to be given. That's this kingdom. 
He exchanges beauty for ashes in this kingdom. He exchanges joy for mourning. He has the most beautiful exchanges. Wow. He is made strong in our weakness. His power is perfected in our weakness. Wow. If we really lived that, we wouldn't have any performance. (laughs) We'd show up. Okay, God, use me. This is where I am. You develop that strength in the fight. I think he is making us strong in our weakness when we go into whatever battle it is. He can do more in our weakness, in our stillness, in the quiet, than we can do in our busyness, in the hurry. It's a kingdom where you eat to get hungry. Bill Bill said this years ago, in the natural, you eat to get full. In the spiritual, you eat to stay hungry. You eat and are full (laughs) in the natural. But in the spiritual, you eat and get more hungry. You feed yourself with his word. You feed yourself and there's increase. I want to remain thankful for what he's doing while also hungering for more. Like, God, wow, the train of your robe just fills this temple. Wow, your presence is so beautiful. We got to have more. God, I'm so thankful you always show up. There's still more. There's more of you. Can my posture be one of, I'm so hungry and so thankful for you filling me. To die is to gain in this kingdom. (laughs) The last shall be first in this kingdom. The humble, they inherit the earth in this kingdom. Give and you'll receive. He's, you know, these disciples, they didn't see this kingdom at work. They just had to believe it. He's coming in. They're expecting a takeover, and he's like, oh, no, the humble, they inherit the earth. He's changing the paradigm, and we've got to watch it. We see these principles at work, but they are counter to the culture we live in. And so I want to be a person (laughs) that says, God, adjust me. Any area of my life that's not lining up with the kingdom of God, show me and give me, let me repent, change the way I think, and my actions will follow. This is all, every time Backland, Steve Backland is here, he just talks about the, the power of our beliefs. And our beliefs will change the way we feel. <laughs> you change your, the way, change your beliefs, your feelings will follow. It doesn't work the other way around. I'm not letting my feelings inform me of my reality. I'm letting my beliefs inform me of the reality. So the Lord is in the process. He, is, he actually cares so much about the process. He's not waiting like we are for the other side of this challenge or the other side of this battle. He's like, oh, you're gonna, 
I'm going to walk with you through the valley of the shadow of death. And I, I heard the Lord, kind of the Lord, but I was walking a couple years ago. <laughs> and I was strolling so slow on the golf cart paths that this um, older gentleman had to kind of like move around me. And I was like, oh, sir, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were there. I'm moving so slow. He looked me in the eye and he said, your pace is just right. And I felt like it was a word from the Lord through this man. And I would say that to each of us. Your pace is just right. He will walk you through the valley of the shadow of death. But he's not camping out there. But he's near you. He's so close. He's so close. He's, he's in it. He's not setting up camp. But his pace, my pace, your pace is just right. Hmm. Yeah. And I just feel his nearness in it all. I'm going to close in prayer. Father, we love your nearness. <laughs> we love your nearness. You're so near. God, we, we just come humbly today. And we thank you that your ways are so much higher than our ways. And your thoughts are so much higher and better. You, your perspective is more perfect. It's so good. And Lord, in any area of our life that is not lining up with your kingdom, your ways, your truth, your perspective, we say adjust us, Lord. Bring us into alignment. We want to be in perfect alignment with you, with the Father. God, I just ask that you, um, you align our thoughts and our beliefs. Any belief that is not lining up with you, bring it to mind, God. And we will put decrees on our lips to change the way we believe, to line up with heaven, to line up with the kingdom of God. And we just thank you. We thank you that you're in it, Lord, with us. We thank you for your nearness. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.